Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself and Simon discussed a resurgent Liverpool after they qualified for the final of the Carabao Cup last night. Here's a question, can they win the quadruple? Former Liverpool and Tottenham striker Peter Crouch joined the show discussing the state of play in the Premier League. And live in studio were British light heavyweight boxers Joshua Boatze and Dan Aziz who come head-to-head on February the 3rd at the OVO Arena at Wembley. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. No shock, really. Not that it would have been a shock. If Fulham had put Liverpool out of the Carabao Cup last night, it wouldn't have really been a shock, or would it? Would you have termed it a shock? Yeah. Liverpool, yeah? Yeah, Liverpool top of the league, yeah. in pursuit of four trophies, mm-hmm. in in a decent vein of form albeit not as irresistible as they've been before yeah. but laying waste to most people that they come across they are in they, they've won the first leg I would have expected them to have seen this out Fulham are not as good in any shape or form as Liverpool what I did was surprised that it, was, it wasn't a frenetic game wasn't it it wasn't no. a semi-final full of blood and thunder you're absolutely you right know, it was it yeah. was smoked salmon sandwiches by the Thames <laughs> yes it was it had that feeling very much so um, uh, what we did here was Jurgen Klopp afterwards uh, on another achievement of reaching a final obviously he's ab- he was absolutely delighted they'd got there but uh, after we listen to Klopp, maybe the question is, shouldn't Liverpool have won more than they've won at this stage in Klopp's reign? This was Klopp last night, post-match at Craven Cottage. Getting the draw, Fulham, then you have just a look where we play first. I think everybody would say, probably would prefer to play the second game at home. And you have to bring it over the line. We did. It feels great. We are really happy. Dressing room was really happy. The boys wanted it. The boys got it. So... And now we have, I don't know, 10 games to play until the final in four weeks or so. So there's a few games coming up before that. But we, we are looking forward to Wembley, definitely. I'll bet and every Liverpool fan in the land will try and get to it, as the same with Chelsea fans. Do you think Liverpool are resurgent once again, Simon? Are, are, are they on for another fine margin season when it comes to a strong campaign versus an historic one? Um, I, I, it depends what we think historic is. I mean, if we think historic is winning a treble, 
of 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 a sort or a quadruple uh, or a quadruple of course i mean they've been in that position before a couple right. of years ago weren't they and they came away with a league cup and an fa cup Big, yeah um in this instance i just think i mean sunes has said from the get-go hasn't he that he thinks liverpool are going to win the league this year I mean, obviously, Danny Murray, who was it who tipped Newcastle? Someone ridiculous. Martin O'Neill, wasn't it? Or was it Martin yeah, it was O'Neill? Stuart Pearce. Stuart Pearce, right. Yeah. Um, Someone ridiculous. We love him. Oh, no, ridiculous in the observation. Almost as yeah, ridiculous sure. as you suggesting that Newcastle were going to finish in the top four again this season. Um, <laughs> look, the bottom line is, is that Liverpool have a chance. And, of course, they need all their component parts. And one of them, what might be missing for a period of time, is Salah. But they are... And look at the young players that they're bringing into their side. And it's nice to see some of their young talent getting some opportunity to shine. It shows that football clubs are producing young talent that can come through the academies. Yeah, I do. I've got a sneaking feeling that Liverpool might do something significant this year. I've got a sneaking... All four. That'd be something, wouldn't it? Well, it's not beyond the realms, is it? No, I mean, it's not, no, Simon, I mean, they, when you look at they it. They should be shoe-ins to win the Europa League. They, yeah. Unless they're sloppy and they don't pay attention to detail, they should win the Europa League. I know it's easy to be said, but they're they're one of the dominant sides in it, one of the best sides in it. And so with that, with, with that, unless something happens in the middle of a game, a player gets sent off, players get injured, circumstances get taken away from them, I would expect them to beat Chelsea in the League Cup because they're better than Chelsea, irrespective of Chelsea making um, a, a bit of a fist of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the FA Cup, where well, they've got a great game coming up soon, they against Norwich, which is a repeat of great games back That's from right. the 80s. Yeah, this weekend. Um, and, yeah. Then, and then the league, and the league becomes the battle between the two elite managers. Yeah. Unarguably the two elite managers. Different levels of achievements, but still two, the two elite managers. So I just got a feeling that they're going to do something significant. I, I think they'll win the league. I do. Well, I suppose... So there you go then, as, that's as, three as out of the four. I suppose, I hope, morning Noel, I hope that uh, they'll, <laughs> they'll beat Man City to win the league, that's what I hope. Oh, no, Gallagher, he'll be, he'll, he'll be taking you No, he's been sending me abuse this morning already, that's why I've said it. Oh, really? Uh, so, Simon, you've just actually ticked it off, and I think it's hard to disagree with that. The Premier League, they lead the way and they're looking good. The FA Cup, yeah, you'd expect them to get past Norwich and keep that campaign going the Carabao Cup final I agree with you I think they'll beat Chelsea and the Europa League I think you said as recently as yesterday you think they'll win that yeah I do so that's one two three four yeah a quadruple well that I mean that I mean, look it's a, if they can achieve that it's remarkable it's a huge ask because it stretches you on every front you're going to need to be I mean the Premier League is the one the hardest one I suspect to win of the lot um but I just, I, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past Klopp yep. to do something like this. Albeit, we talk about these things, and when you look at his record and we stack it up against what Guardiola has achieved, it's it's a poor relation in terms of elite management credentials yeah. with one Premier League, one yeah. FA Cup, one Champions League, and one League Cup, isn't it? That's right. Um, I think it's fair. To, you're right, Simon. I think it's fair to say in Klopp's era, so they've won the Premier League once, the League Cup once, an FA Cup once, the Champions League once. Yeah. So I think it follows on that in any other era, if it wasn't for Pep City, they would have stacked up a not, well, an awful lot more. Well, it's difficult to argue that they wouldn't have done, wouldn't they? Because, I mean, he is an irresistible force, Jurgen Klopp, but 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 Pep Guardiola is an immovable object. Yeah. Um, and so with that in mind, you, you can't argue, or I think it would be difficult to argue that if there wasn't Manchester City and all their wonderful play yes. and other things yeah. and their wonderful manager, that, they, that, that Klopp, in his position, wouldn't have won more with Liverpool. Wouldn't have won more. That's right. I mean, two two runners up in the Premier League under Jurgen with ninety seven and ninety two yeah. points. In another world, that would have won it. You know. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean, it shows you. It just shows you how dominant Manchester City have been. Yeah. It just shows you the level of 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 absolute excellence 
that they have been able to produce because right. we talk about Klopp. Klopp is the one of the go-to managers in the Premier League. Yet when you look at his record in comparison to the ultimate go-to manager, yes, it's a poor relation, isn't it? That's right. That's right. There's Tony, who's a big Liverpool fan. He, he, he listens to you every morning, Simon. Liverpool are doing the business. You got to remember they're without nine players at the moment who might feature, but who for one reason or another are unavailable. So, Simon, I think you've just said it, have you? Let's take it to the break with this. You think they'll win the Premier League? I do. They could well win the FA Cup. Who's to say they don't? Yeah. The Carabao Cup final, I'm in agreement with you. It's a game away. It's a game away and I think they'll beat Chelsea. And the Europa League, I can't see anybody in there that might give them problems. So they're on for four, right? Yeah. So you're making a case, you know, we're making it sound as if it's a gimme. Right. It's not. It's no. a huge task. Yeah. It will require a huge endeavour. And anybody within Liverpool would be listening to this going, oh, shut up, you two. You know, <laughs> you've got no idea what that means they and what it involves. Anyway. But yeah. the point is, is that it's on. It's yes. there to be done. Yeah. And and wouldn't it be... I mean, if they do it, it would be remarkable. It would be something that's never been done in, the, in any era. It will be eclipsed, I suspect, by the fact, or slightly derided because it doesn't have the Champions League in it, it has the Europa League in it. No, but would but it, it still eclipse Pep's treble from last season? I don't think it can because the Europa League is not the, the Champions same League. as the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, fair enough, Simon. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to add in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelised Bing Bingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Download, stand well back. Listen, Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Former Liverpool, Tottenham, Stoke and England striker, Peter Crouch, joins us live in the show. Peter, good morning, how are you? Good morning, guys, all good? All good, Peter. Mr Jordan's just been talking about you. Go on, Simon, what were you saying to me about Crouchy? I was saying that my first ever game of ownership at Palace was a home game was against QPR and you came off the bench and I also said to Jim that I played in a game against you in Marbella and I think I was ended up marking you as a centre-half and I tried to tap you up to leave Villa to come to Palace or something and you was having none of it. I actually remember you speaking to me about coming to Palace and I remember we had a conversation with you out there and uh, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was around that time where I think I moved to Portsmouth, but I remember you trying to sign me I marked him out of the game, I might add. Yeah, <laughs> Peter, you tell us exactly what happened that day, mate. He did not mark you out of the game. There's not a chance of that. Uh, no, I forgot he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Did he have his white boots on, incidentally? He constantly tells me he wore white boots at Wembley. Do you know what? It was, uh, he had a lot of style. Uh, yeah, you could you could see him on the pitch, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure he might be out of the game. Well, Peter, I, I look at your former clubs and Liverpool's won, Tottenham, Stoke, and there were others as well. Where were you happiest as a player? Um, I just think I played my best football at Liverpool. Um, you know, I, I I think I wasn't ready for the Premier League, although I was signed by Aston Villa at like 21. Uh, I, I wasn't quite ready. I had to drop down a level, went on loan to Norwich. And then just when I was ready for the Premier League, I got into the England squad. I was playing for Liverpool and just my happiest time was was being there. I think we finished second, didn't quite win the Premier League, but we got to a Champions League final, you know, won the FA Cup. Um, and I was, I was playing really well for England. So... I'd, I'd say, you know, selfishly, because I was playing my best football, my, my favourite time was Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, you're quite right. We were talking about Liverpool at the top of the show, uh, Peter. Liverpool, five points clear of Manchester City, and then we got on to what might they win, and then we got on to will they win the lot? Will they win the quadruple? It's on. It's certainly on, is it not? I was talking to a few of my, you know, Liverpool friends actually this morning, funny enough, about that, about the same thing. It's uh, it's weird how it kind of creeps up. Like last season, you have to say, was an incredible disappointment. Uh, yeah, but this season, you know, going really well in Europe, obviously top of the Premier League, um, you know, still in the in, in the Cups and just got to a to a final, like you say, and it could end up being a, a fantastic season. Still a long, long way to go. And obviously Man City will have a, a huge impact, you think, towards the, the second half of the season. But um Things are looking good for Liverpool at the moment. They are. I mean, as I said, a dress rehearsal for the Carabao Cup final next Wednesday, uh, live on TNT Sport, Liverpool against Chelsea. If Liverpool come through that, and who's to say they won't? I, I think we're beginning to think of Liverpool, yeah, on the podium at the end when the Premier League trophy is lifted. There's a long way to go, Peter. We're, 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 all, we're not even into February yet. I know that. But it's a game like that when you see momentum building, you think, yeah, yeah, they can do this. Yeah, without a doubt. I think there's a there's a huge, um, you know, a lot of people worried with, with De Bruyne coming back. You know, when you look at him, he, he kind of like, when I was playing for Liverpool, the talisman was Steven Gerrard. When he was out injured, you kind of looked around thinking, you know, who's going to win us the game? And I think Kevin De Bruyne does have that that impact at Manchester City. But um, with, from Liverpool's point of view, you know, the Chelsea game, that shouldn't hold any fear for them whatsoever. I've watched a lot of Chelsea this season and... Uh, you know, been been highly disappointing. I think it's not the Liverpool Chelsea game. Certainly, when I was was playing in those games, they were they were a much better side than us. Really, we had match winners that could could definitely um, you know impact the game. But but Chelsea were a better side at, at that time. I, I don't think at the moment they're in a probably in a transitional period and uh, and Liverpool far the better side. So I think they'll come through that comfortably. Um, and come the end of the season, it'll be the same old faces. I think Manchester City and Liverpool towards the end for the, for the title. PJ, you're a popular guy. Simon and I are sitting in front of message boards, text, tweets coming in. Um, you gave your best everywhere you went, and that goes without saying, but it's, it seems very apparent that fans haven't forgotten that, especially Liverpool fans. I'm looking at the messages. There's one I've selected at random. Tom wants to know, ask Big Crouchy, Darwin Nunez, is he convinced by Darwin Nunez? Um well, you know what? Like, I think he's in the best place for him to to blossom. Um, I remember, obviously, my time when I signed for Liverpool I had a really difficult spell at the start, and I think many, many Premier League clubs 
would have, you know, washed their hands of a of a striker that couldn't score. Certainly after a, you know, a win, winning the Champions League in the manner they did in Istanbul. So I think with Darwin Nunes, yeah, I think he's had a few teaming problems, and I think he is still a bit raw. Um, but I looked at him last night. I still think he's going to have a huge impact. And and what's amazing is is the fans. You know how how well they've stuck by him, you know, and I think you know he's he has got that support, he's got that confidence of the manager, of his teammates, and of, and of the fans as well. So I think if given the time, I think he will eventually blossom into the into the player he's become. I think it's difficult for for new players coming in when you look at Haaland's impact. At, it's always being compared to kind of his impact at Manchester City. I think of you know Hoyland at uh, at United and similar to Nunes when they've signed around the same time, people are comparing them to him. I think if you leave him alone, you know, let him get on with his work, I think he will be a huge asset for Liverpool. Sammy, you'll probably see Peter's talking about Liverpool there. On that same night, uh, and again, TNT Sport will be across it, one of your other former clubs, Peter, Tottenham up against Brentford. Postacoglu, Angeball. What do you make of it? Well, I love it. I, I'll be honest, you know, and I've done a lot of uh, done a lot of Tottenham games last year as well. And yeah. last year, was a, it was a dark place. It was a... It was a horrible place to 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 be. It was a bit toxic at times. Um, I felt the football was was miles off it. And you know what? Even if Spurs don't don't go on and, and, and win a trophy or or even get in the, in the Champions League, you know, it feels like there's a feel good factor around the place again. And I think the managers brought that. Um, I know some of the players, and you speak to them, and they're all happy going into training. And that wasn't the case before um you know it wasn't just the, 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 the grounds on a Saturday that were toxic it felt like the the dressing room culture was was wrong and I think now he's changed all that I think it's uh it's been addressed um he's bought well um it's an exciting place to be and and of course they I think they're in you know a difficult game in the cup obviously but uh winning a trophy is where I think if you speak to fans they would they would rather win something than even finish in the top four I think it's been so long I mean, next week, February the the first on Thursday night, Manchester United go to Wolves. That will be far from straightforward for Manchester United at Molyneux, right? Yeah, brilliant. Actually, I, I actually did the game the other night against Brighton with with, with Wolves. You know, it wasn't a great game, but uh, I actually got sp- to spend some time with Gary O'Neill before the game, and I know Sean Derry, one of his coaches, I'm sure Simon knows as well, and. Um, it was it was it just so impressive. Um, I think what he's achieving at Wolves, and um, you know, very unlucky. I think to what happened at Bournemouth. Um, but I think what we're seeing now is uh, is Gary O'Neill, um, you know, being doing what he does. I, I think he's one of the one of the best young coaches and managers that we've got around at the moment. Uh, anyone you, who you know, um, you know, in and around him, who speaks about him, or players that that work with him, telling me how impressive he is. And I think it's just. He's just bringing that to Wolves and it's a credit to him, but I think he's got the players playing. He's got, um, he's lost so many kind of uh, influential people in that dressing room. You think of Jimenez, Cody, Moutinho, Neves, you know, so many, um, you know, big characters and people who've had influence with Armatroore. He's lost all them and replaced them with a, you know, it's a new side. It's it's in transition, but it's, it's very exciting. And, uh, you know, different, obviously Manchester United on a, on a very different path at the moment. Some of the messages are brilliant here, Peter. You, you're on YouTube and Facebook at the moment. You're talking. I met you. Do you remember at the new Tottenham Stadium not that long ago? And it was pre-match and all the fans wanted to talk to you and you gave of your time very generously. And this fellow is saying, I'm watching Big Peter on YouTube with you and Simon. He's got a smile on his face. He played with a smile on his face. Where does he get his good nature from? It's true. Any time I've ever met you, Peter, you're, you're always upbeat. 
Um, yeah, I suppose I try to be. It's like, you know, what what have we got to be downbeat about? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting here now, I'm talking to you. I, you know, I've had uh, a career that I feel very blessed for, retired kind of on my own terms. And, you know, I think, I don't know, it's one of those things where I think we were incredibly lucky to do what we do. And I think I always played and enjoyed it, like, I suppose, everyone everyone would. I look, I sort of look at too many players now who, you know, not even celebrating when they score goals. And you think, you know, what? what enjoyment are you getting out of this game if you can't even have a, yeah. have a smile on your face when you score a goal? So, um, yeah, listen, I think uh, that came across in, in what I did and, and hopefully it comes across in what I do now because I am enjoying it and I'll continue to do it until someone cancels me or something. <laughs> and, of course, you, there's, you've always got that sense of relief that you dodged a bullet by not going to his Crystal Palace. <laughs> You know what? Listen, they had good forwards. I think around that time it was Andrew Johnson. I think Clinton Morrison was doing a really good job for for Palace as well. So um, yeah, you were uh, you decided you were in Southampton's scabby team that came and beat us or drew with us two <laughs> two at the penultimate game of the season, which helped send us down, Crouchy. So sling, so sling your hook. Yeah, well, you know what? I took us down as well. So fair, fair. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> is there is there one team you didn't play for, Palace apart? One team you didn't play for, Peter. That uh, now you look back, you think, damn it, I wish they'd come in for me. One team, um, I would have loved to have played abroad. You know, like I grew up watching Italian football, and uh, I was a Sampdoria fan because of Viali and things. Like that. I, I would have loved to have gone to Italy and played, but um, you know, in in England, you know, I, I felt I had a good. I couldn't complain, you know what I mean, playing for Tottenham, for Liverpool, Portsmouth, Southampton. It's great club. Stoke was a, was a great time for me as well. So, listen, I wouldn't change it for the world. Peter, brilliant to speak to you. Peter Crouch with us live uh, this morning. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Joshua Buatzi, Dan Aziz will put friendship aside. The only reason why I'd fight someone like Dan is if something's at stake. Whether he thinks he's a favourite or not, he's a favourite. This is a true South London battle. Lovely right hand, and it followed up, and that's good night. Pressure fighter Aziz, and he really doesn't waste much. He don't like pressure in How itself. Not like pressure. That in itself. team, there's been pressure no, on course, us. No, but it doesn't mean that you like it. It's a special fight between two of the most talented fighters that we have in this country. It's actually less than 10 miles that separate Croydon and Lewisham. I'm taking this fight as a challenge. You're taking it as the safer route. As long as the referee lifts my hand up, it's that simple. Wow, it's almost upon us. We're talking about the final eliminator fight between the number one and two world-ranked light heavyweights, Joshua Boatze and Dan Aziz, who go head-to-head at the Oval Arena here at Wembley in London. And I can tell you... Spencer's here, Simon's here, and the boys are here. Josh Boatze, Dan Aziz, good afternoon. Afternoon. How's it going? It's going well. Um, the atmosphere has changed somewhat, guys, and we understand why. So Simon and I have been on here since 10. Um, Spencer joined us at 12, and it's now 12.18. And you guys come in, and we get it. So you don't mind, Josh, Dan, if I describe to those watching on YouTube and Facebook and there are many, many listening all around the UK and beyond. The atmosphere has changed because these two, who are normally best of friends, go into the ring in a matter of days to fight each other. And, of course, the mood between the two of them changes. And, boy, I can see that. Josh, let's start with you. I mean, it's my understanding you guys, as good mates, would talk to each other in a, on a regular basis. But because of what's about to happen... You haven't spoken to each other for weeks, maybe months. 
Yeah, I think it's very normal. Um, mm. When I look at my iPhone now, I don't expect to see Dan's name and vice versa. So um, after the fight, maybe, but it's very normal. If I looked at my phone and his name was on there, I'd, I'd think we'll see messaging me for. So I think it's standard. Yeah. Guys, how, how difficult is it to put that aside? You know, I know we know the business of boxing. We know what it is and it is a business. But how difficult is it to put that friendship aside? Mm. Because, I mean, you know, you go back a long way. You know, you're brought up in the same area and whatnot, trained in the same gym. Josh, you know, you've done your whole thing. Olympics, Dan, you come up behind that. Yeah. And you've developed great as a fighter. But now, you know, with everything on the line and with what's there for the winner as well, how difficult is that to put that them emotions aside? Key word is, like you said, everything's on the line. So with that being said, I think it's it's not as hard as it seems. Um, if you and Simon, as good friends as you are, were going to fight each other, you'd put everything behind. If it's at a place where there's an audience, there's smaller gloves, there's lights, there's something at stake. So I don't think it's that hard. Um, mm. Dan wants to win and I want to win, so I, I don't think it's that hard. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, um, maybe just like to build up. Yeah, that makes it a little bit... Awkward, but um, going in there and fighting, I don't think, I don't really see the the big deal, I guess. Apart from, like, you know, what's at stake, you know, I've, I've we sparred so many times, you know, we're laughing and joking as soon as we get in the ring, we're mm-hmm. trying to take each other's head off. Mm-hmm. So I know that's going to be intensified come fight night. So yeah. Um, yeah. that aspect I, of it isn't really different. You're, you're looking at me, Josh. Dan's looking at me, but you're not looking at each other. Yeah, I have, what, next Saturday to look mm. at him all that like I want. You know what he looks like. Look <laughs> I don't mind. I've seen Dan already. I've seen Dan too listen, many times. Listen, guys, what, what, I suppose what I understand it, right, because I'm a former fighter, but what the, the listeners will be and the viewers as well will be wondering is, like, how do you put those emotions aside? Like, how easy is that? Like, and I know it's just like a switch, bang, you go in there and now it's business. I totally get that. But how do you how do you take those emotions out of it? There's pride on the line. And, and most importantly, this is what we do. We do fight. It happens to be done who I know. But again, if I'm backed in the corner and someone's trying to beat me up, I'm going to make sure I come out on top. So I, I don't think it's as hard as maybe for the average man, they cannot understand it. But for fighters, we, we, we know what's up. So, isn't it? So, I mean, is it easier for you boys if it's... This is business, right? And both of you have got an opportunity on the back of this. You've switched from matchroom into sky and you want to be marquee. You've come up the harder way and you want your opportunity. Is it easier if it's just business or does it make it easier if it's personal in terms of you want to go in a ring, you're going to go in there and the first punch in the face you get, you're going to forget what you like about one another or don't like about one another, right? <laughs> That's how it works. But the personal side, when you don't like somebody, when somebody gets on your nerves or somebody's offended you, because you need one of you, you're going to go out of the way to offend one another, are you, in this build-up? You, either one of you can answer that question. Is it easy yeah. if it's business or is it easy if it's personal? That's a great question. I think um, it's probably easier if it's personal because you go in there and say, yeah, I'm going to really enjoy bashing your head in. Like, you know, you're going to probably get more satisfaction yeah. from it. But every fight I've had, it's always been business. I've always gone in there, look, I've just got a job to do, like, no matter who it is. And I think... Um, taking that emotional element out of it gives you an advantage, you know what I mean? The person who can maintain composure at ease, I think they're at the um, better advantage. But yeah, if it's personal, I've had fights where, yeah, I don't like the person and I've really enjoyed whacking them in, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. What about you? It's the same. I think um, it's almost always business. Um, 
whether I like you or don't like you, the punishment I'm going to give you is going to be the same. You're in my way. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that, and that's it, and it's nothing personal. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the first fight that you were due to have, was, was, this fight was rescheduled to, yeah. to this date that's coming up on the 3rd of February, and that was from October. Now, Dan, you were in here and you were sounding off because you had a legitimate injury, didn't you? Yeah. But you were not happy about some of the conversation that was floating about. Yeah. Tell, um, tell us about was, that. Main, I, I hadn't seen you before like that. Mainly because no one's actually directly come to me and said, oh, you know, something's off or, you know, this injury's this or it's not legitimate. I've no, not up till to this day, no one directly, even Josh hasn't even directly said, do you know what I mean? It was it just when... Sense. You I'll say, tell you what I did. I even messaged them. I said, Dan, speedy recovery, hope everything's cool. That's initially... But of course, time ago, and I'm thinking, "Wow, was Dan injured? Was he not?" Until now, sitting here, I don't even know. He probably yeah. was. But I have no idea. But, but, issue, but this is what I'm saying. Is saying about it wasn't. Yeah, no, but initially, was, I definitely messaged them because first of, I heard of. It, I said, "Right, is, is he is is he injured? I hope he's not injured. Speed recovery, yeah." That so, was nice. So, and it was a legitimate injury. Yeah, and do you know what it was? It was with. I think it's because Eddie was just playing that narrative and because he's such a big figure in the sport, that's what was kind of peeing me off. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If Whether yeah. Josh thought it was legitimate or it wasn't, the fact that, yeah, you know, he messaged me, he said, look, speedy recovery, that's the Josh I know, like, you know what I mean? Because I'd expect that for the years we've known each other, Dan wouldn't do something. Like, Sorry for the language. You know, you're bottling it. What should we do get? <laughs> get rid of that one. So, <laughs> so, so you do were, you know you what I mean? One more you, were, you were frustrated because what was being played that was a game between two promoters. Exactly. It? And I'm in the midst of it. Like, so I didn't really appreciate it. And especially the whole scenario, it, it kind of like, I guess I was a bit emotional. But now, you came, like. Yeah, you came across well. You made your point. But we're here now. And yeah, I, I think exactly. the fight gets, has gotten bigger over that period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've seen what's going on in the light heavyweight division. We've seen Lyndon go in and, and, and get a little bit of a lesson from Bivol. We've seen Ben Whitaker go out again. The light heavyweight division's got a lot of juice around mm -hmm. it, a lot of noise around it right now. So I think this fight's got even bigger. It has, Simon. And you've both had to re-engage. You've both had to reschedule how, how difficult has that been josh right it's not happening now but it will happen in february and now we're almost into february so it's here but has that been tricky um maybe a few months ago yeah but camp's been done now like i've, I've been been away for about eight weeks um done what i've had to do i'm here for the last two weeks um yeah initially i was like damn i've got to redo all of this again but my team and the coaches we kind of rescheduled things and restructured things should I say and um, I think we we made a be the best out of it Have you already got a picture in your mind Josh as to how this unfolds? Um, No I, th I think this is one of those ones where you have to be there you have to tune in to see how it's going to be um, I've been working very hard and knowing what I have to do um, but let the bell ring that, that bit I'm excited about let the bell ring and We'll see what happens. You, Dan? Yeah. You got a picture in your mind about standing with your hand raised at the end? Yeah, definitely. That that image, I, I have to, because, you know, you get an image in your head and you try and make that image become a reality. And um, I just see it being a <laughs> a barnstormer. Do, do you, you know where the weakness is in this man. If there is a weakness, and I know you, you respect him hugely, yeah. 
Do you know where the weakness is in Josh Boatsy? Um, I'll be honest. I just, I just look at his strengths, man. <laughs> and just, do you know what I mean? And just work, working, trying to overcome that, and you know, imposing my my strengths on him. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't look at and think, oh, this is his weakness because. He's, like you said, he's been away for eight weeks. He could have been working on that. I don't want to get in there and think, oh, this was a potential weakness. And then, yeah. you know, on the fight night, it's it's not there, like, do you know what I mean? So I'll look at his strengths. I know that what his strengths are, right. no doubtedly. And, yeah, I'm working. You're laughing now. You're yeah. more relaxed now, aren't you? Yeah. Than yeah, when yeah, you yeah. came through that door 15 oh, minutes ago. No, I think I've, I've always been quite relaxed. Even Josh really... is almost breaking in a grin. <laughs> Not well, quite. Don't look at me like bit. that. <laughs> Josh Boatsy and Dan Aziz uh, go into the ring February the 3rd. They're with us live this lunchtime. It is intriguing. Best of pals, but best of enemies, of course, on that night because it's boxing. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. We're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.